Hey, I'm Rich. And I'm Ruben. And welcome back to Clarity, where we discuss the ideas and experiences that shape how we think and live. And man alive, I've had an experience recently. Yes, you have. And it's been a while since we had an episode and we are right now at your home, Rich. Finally. Finally. And we're going to talk about exact. I mean, this whole episode actually is going to be about why it took us too long to release uh a different episode so the our episode title today is a lame excuse not really um what we're going to do is we're going to talk about human suffering and pain and the um the insights we found in that process um so basically it's gonna be a drum roll on the why that's relevant and it's going to last as long as we talk about other things. So, Ruben, what have, you, what have you been reading recently? What have I been reading other than my Bible? I've been actually trying, I, I've been trying to push through the Fellowship of the Ring in English. Okay. I have been suffering with the old English, though. I've read the whole thing in Spanish. Uh, it was one of the first books, actually, that I read when I was a kid. And then I, I burned the book later on. Because there was like this week of prayer. That yes! <laughs> there was this so week guys, of prayer. This, this is kind of like a distinctly Seventh-day Adventist situation here. <laughs> it's also, um, also I, I imagine there's Southern Baptists and yeah, there was, some, well, let's explain, let's explain. There was a, so explain there why was a week of prayer where there was a preacher. I would understand just you saying burning a book and we could pray yes. it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Explain the experience. You know, you know where it's going. I know exactly. Uh, there was this doing. preacher that was talking about the different uh, influences from the devil and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, they they were showing in media and books and, and music and stuff. And, and at the end of the week, they made appeal for us to burn whatever it's not uh i mean i don't know how do you word it i i actually forgot man the thing is like i didn't do it. i didn't want to do it but then my mom told me well she had she had a good heart she said you go bring your books from your home and bring them here and burn them and i was like okay but you bought me those books like and, <laughs> oh, and no. I, I really love the fellowship of the ring and then the oh, whole the whole no. series we're talking about the lord of the rings and um well, now I actually have a Kindle and I was able to get uh, the whole series in English and I'm trying to finish it in English. I finished the whole Hobbit in English as well. But now it's getting rough because I'm, I'm just making it, making myself do it. And <laughs> and it, it's good. Right now I'm in the part where they they are in the in the elves and uh, the the. the the forest elves and well i'm, I'm not going to spoil it to you i but haven't ever read them okay i okay. haven't even been able to get through the movies okay the closest thing is i watched um lord of the bean by veggie tales all right all right yeah that's, that's, that's fine the closest i've done well actually talking was writing those books as part of uh kids kids stories you know mm -hmm. children and they're stories. supposed to people say they're supposed to be an allegory it's of many but not things. as direct yeah. as C.S. Lewis's Chronicles and Narnia. But they were part of the same group of friends. Probably there was some influence from C.S. Lewis in, here and there. They were part of the Inglings, you know. 
I wasn't yawn. I just yawned away from the mic and okay. Bruin's smiling at me. And I just, I Their guess moment. just talking about Lord of the Rings is what bored me. Cause I'll be honest. Like well, it's not, it's they, not you. Let's talk about super smash bros, man. There's how you play Banjo Kasui. I, I tried, I never owned Banjo, Okay, but there are people on my block that own yeah. Banjo. Banjo so. is in smash now. Interesting. Yeah. So sure now I, I, I brought that. my switch here to Rich's house. And Has Banjo ever translated to any system besides 64? Well, it, Microsoft bought it, uh, bought oh. Rare, and now it's in Xbox and stuff. But let's, let's, uh, yeah, that's a different whole talk, different story. So yeah, you yeah. brought your switch today. Yes. I brought my switch. So we're going to play some Smash Bros, which is one of my favorite games. Um, I always loved it. How about you, Rich? Uh, tell me about your life lately. You're the well, reason why we're taking too long. But no, no. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I hurt myself pretty bad. By pretty bad, potentially life-changingly bad. Um, so I've been in the hospital. I've been in the ER. I've been in the OR. I've been... I had to be taken to a specialty center three hours away from where I live. Um, I've been on hydrocodone. I was not able to take a shower for two weeks. I was basically, I'll work a little longer than that. Um, and I'm still like day to day, like I'll work hard one day and the next day I'll feel like a bomb hit me, like not pain in the wounds, but just really low energy in my father-in-law was telling me, Hey, it's normal. It's fine. He was telling me that yesterday because just healing takes it out of you. So I'm not gonna tell you exactly what happened, but since you know that that's been my life, yes. I've been reading a lot and, and of that's comic good. books. Oh, okay. Which comic books? So, Ruben, have you heard of Marvel Unlimited? No. So basically what you can do is you can pay Marvel either 10 bucks a month or you can pay them a one-year fee of like 80 bucks. Subscriptions. To I've never seen that subscription model anywhere. Shut up. <laughs> and so what you get access to is as they advertise over 25,000. Oh, I think you were going to say 25. Over 25,000 comic books. And so boom boom. And so basically it's all the good stuff and all the new stuff but only basically you can't get new new stuff. The newest you'll get to see is 6 months old. And so once you've read like up to the most they've had on a, a current series for example, is what happened I I love the Amazing Spider-Man, which is the dominant title and the original title for Spider-Man comic books from mm -hmm. Marvel. So mm -hmm. the Amazing Spider-Man, I've read up to what they had and they're like, you can read number 18, click this link and you can go pay for it. And actually, so the goal is to, you get to read all these comic books for free. So if you love just to read, instead of having to pay four bucks an issue or two bucks a back issue is what they charge at my store, but they don't at the local store, they don't have everything. You could read through all this stuff. So yeah. I read through when I first got it, I read through at least a hundred comic books. That's a lot. In the first month. Well, that's a lot. Well, we've and been busy guys. We've been busy. Um, many different things happen, but mm -hmm. we are here in this episode. Uh, we, I'm sorry if you're still here listening to us. The episode is about to start. <laughs> yeah, we're so you should look forward to more consistency. Yes, because I'm getting back to work. Yes. Ruben and I have laid out a schedule of he's offered while I'm still getting back into the swing of things once a month to come over to my house. At least once a month. Yeah, uh, like today 
And when we get, and we also do the circumstances, we were having a game nights where we'd hang out together. Yeah. Every third Sabbath of the month. Yes. And um, those kept getting not working out because one of us was traveling. This I is was the, in the pastor's hospital. life. Yeah. So we're about to be at a boot camp. Yes. For unordained pastors. That's true. And we're going to bring our mics and we are going to record. We have some friends there. So uh, our friends that probably been uh, in the, some episodes ago. I think so. We can yeah. invite them. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll see. We're not going to name names. We're going to name names, but Marco's not. <laughs> just kidding. Nah, definitely not that idiot. I mean, oh, oh no, Marcos. I take that back. You're not an idiot. He's actually, Marcos <laughs> is one of the nicest guys ever. And the uh, thing is, he was telling me that uh, he called me when I was hurt and more than once. Yeah. And he said, you know, I've been listening to these podcasts, man. And you guys. Make fun. You talked a lot of smack before I came on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but now before, during, and after. So he's going to yeah. be the, uh, okay. He's a great the, guy, man. A permanent guest, I guess. And I've, I've been mispronouncing his wife's name for like the first year I knew her. Yeah, and I told you about that. But it, it's, you uh, didn't until after. Well, it's okay. <laughs> so well, let's, let's talk about it. So, hi, my name's Rich, and I am a burn victim. You're a burn victim. In the episode today, yes, we're going to talk about... Uh, suffering physically and literal suffering and also emotional pain that we can have and how can we uh live through that uh, that painful day by day and how hard it is and what helped us because we are by no means professionals in the area no. and we are by no means telling you what to do or not to do this is a disclaimer mm -hmm. But Rich is going to share mainly about his experience, uh, the reason the, why we were not able to have uh, an episode for this month and, and also uh, many lessons that he learned through this process. As he said, he's a burn victim and he's going to explain a little bit more about this and probably you may resonate with him and the, and the feelings that he had and also the emotional struggles that were going through the whole process and they're still going through. Yeah. So on September the 3rd, it was the first Tuesday. Labor first, Day. Yeah, the Tuesday after Labor Day. I had just come back from North Myrtle Beach where I had a great vacation with my parents, my wife's parents, um, her brother and sister, his wife, kids, you know, my grandma. I, yeah, lots of people. Good time. Her friend Julia, our friend Julia. And, you know, I gotten back. It was my first day back at work. The lawn needed mowed. The dog needed a nice long run. And so I set up to do that. And I ran the dog a few miles, mowed the entire lawn. And the storm, Hurricane Dorian, was potentially going to come and hit in our area. Projections were looking like that. So as previous storms and hurricanes, the trees and limbs, the limbs from the trees in my, from my home were like all over, over the yard. So I was like, let me get ahead of it. And I went to chop down the low-lying low branches. And so I did that. And I put them on my fire pit. And I was like, well, they're green. I need them to burn. And I was very much in a rush. So I put some gas on it. And I tried. I, what I keep is my, I keep my old toilet paper rolls. And I stuff them with lint from the dryer. And I keep a stack of that above my dryer. And then I take them out and use them as fire starter. I tried to start that. And... um yeah, Ruben's gonna have to edit out an Apple notification. 
in my calendar. Sorry, Ruben. I'm going to okay. silence that. Let all the phones be silent. All right. And so th- that didn't work. So I put a lot of gas, guys. And if you're listening to this story, I'm not a burn victim. I'm an idiot victim, a victim of my own idiocy. But I am also a burn patient. So, and again, as you're saying this, you're probably going to yell into the phone or everything, all these things that should have done better. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so I've had all this gas, and so it didn't light, so I put more gas, probably put a gallon and a quarter of gas on there, and I, it was windy, so I tried to light it from the where the wind was coming from, the windward side, didn't light. So then I came and did it from the leeward side, downwind from the fire, from the gas. I lit it, and in a less than a second, it went, Boom, and then it was down, and I don't know if I kicked back, pushed back, was pushed back. I don't know if an angel pulled me back. Either way, I was on my back, on the grass, and when I mow, it just goes onto the lawn because it's better for it, so grass clippings are all over, everywhere, and I roll to get away from the fire, and like I start to crawl, like frantically getting away from it, and um, all down my right arm. And all down my left leg and on my right knee and down my left arm and my face, I could smell my beard because it was singed real down low. And my beard really saved my face in a lot of ways and my, my right ear stung a bit. And I was just blown away. I was like, I can't believe this just happened. So many times before I just lit, you know, when there's some gas around and it goes doop, and you jump away and it's fine. It just burns and it burns well. But I, I was, I didn't know how bad it was. I was numb and stingy all over my body. I was wearing flip-flops, shorts, and a t-shirt and a hat. And I just couldn't believe I did that. Yeah. So couldn't believe it was real. I just was in instant denial. I mean, yeah, I know I, I, I was dumb and I didn't get away with it this time. So in less than a half second, I have. Second degree burns over 10%, over about 10% of my body. Yeah, I called a bunch of people, panicked for advice. I called 911 and asked for advice because I just, I wanted to just be able to take a shower, get the grass off me, and just be fine, just heal at home, or maybe go to the hospital and have them tell me I was fine and go home. Like, I I had no idea how serious it was, man. I remembered enough from Pathfinders, from emergency stuff, to know, okay, don't take a shower in case it's worse. Because I remember what degree was what. I was like, what are the degrees of burns? And right now, I don't know what how to diagnose the degrees of burns. Yeah. Still. But I was like, a certain degree, I remember them saying that you don't want to wash it out with water. You're going to hurt yourself if you do that. So barefoot, because I took the flip-flops off because they were going to hurt, I just walked over to my neighbor. He was there. asked him to help me. He put out the fire. He put my dog outside. He took me to the emergency room. I was in denial in the ER. I called that night. I had an evangelist take me a uh, revelation seminar mm-hmm. and with a guest speaker doing it continued. We've been doing it for weeks mm-hmm. and I had to tell him, Hey, I can't come tonight. I just hurt myself. Mm-hmm. I had to call my wife and say, Hey, you know, I just hurt myself. I'm going to the hospital. Probably won't be a big deal. They had to transfer me um, from the ER to the burn center, the regional burn center in Augusta, Georgia. 
one of the best burn centers in the whole country. And I was there from midnight on Tuesday, the night of the incident, because the, this happened at noon. I got to the burn center that midnight. So be technically Wednesday morning, midnight, like 1201 or whatever. And Wednesday at 8, I had my operation. They scraped off all the old skin and put on skin grafts, um, temporary skin grafts over my, and I had stuff on my face too. So um, do you think we should put pictures on Facebook? Or I have them, I have them on Facebook. Should we put? Probably can put it in the show notes and you can put out your They're pictures. They're pretty graphic, public. man. And it, yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh my goodness, that. Yeah, it's you even can see worse than graphs. I imagined. You can see it's even worse than I what I imagined. I don't have any pictures of me in the yard. I don't have any pictures of me in the ER. Well, that, that's, a, that's the last thing that you were thinking about. Yeah, because that's a thing. Like, I guess it's something to talk about too. Because we're gonna at some point we're gonna talk about what was helpful and what is not helpful. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was out of it. They got me on drugs pretty quick because with burns, there's no shock. Mm-hmm. Pain medicine is the only thing to take it down. And the, the most painful thing I was awake for was the lady in the ER cleaning the grass out of my, out of my deteriorating skin wounds. Wow. It was rough, dude. And, and this sounds a little graphic and may sound a little too graphic for you, but it, it's been... It's been a, a, a rough process, right, Rich? Yeah. I mean, two weeks later, they take off my skin grafts and I look at my skin and it's red and really pale and really sensitive. Like right now, my right ear was a little bad and this is the first time I've worn my headphones extended time. It's starting to get a little uncomfortable. Um, like it's, I'm not the same. Like I can't, I have to like wear sunscreen. Like I have to reapply sunscreen every time I go outside. Um, and if it gets, if my skin gets burnt at all, it's could permanently look darker than the rest of my skin. Mm-hmm. So like, it's a lot of damage, man. It's, it's kind yeah. of devastating. Every time I take off, cause I have compression sleeve on right now. Every time I take it off, I just, I, I have a struggle with shame, man, because my, my experience is I did this to myself. It's been so hard on my wife. Like I couldn't, those two weeks after the operation and between the operation and getting my skin grafts off, like when I first, like when I was in the hospital, like I couldn't get out of bed to relieve myself. Mm -hmm. I was a fall risk. I couldn't walk on my own. I mean, I couldn't bathe myself. I was on sponge baths for two weeks, man. Like I was like a baby. I was like an infant. I was completely dependent on other people's and, help. And it's interesting. And in, in those moments, you feel like there's many things that we take for granted, right? I Yeah, I felt like I took for granted. I always feel this a little bit whenever I'm in some pain, like a stomachache, stuff like this. But it was exponentially beyond that. Like oh, yeah. I, I was amazed at how much I had been in denial about so serious of a problem. Yeah. I think that's probably a big life lesson. I'm a pastor. I'm looking for illustrations here. I think this is a good example or experience where I've seen how I was in denial about how badly I hurt myself. Yeah. And this is not the first time that you mentioned that word denial. It's it's something that it's been common in this experience that you've been sharing, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was... I, I think I mentioned it too, Ruben, because I think this experience helped me 
we can talk about insights like and clarity here like i knew when we talked next after this incident that you'd think that this would be a good thing to talk about on the podcast and i was kind of torn at first yeah because it's like yeah of course like almost like i'm selling out you know it's like oh good everyone's gonna (laughs) listen to me because they feel bad yeah and it's i don't want that you know and i'm okay being pitied it's not that (laughs) yeah but it's more like in clarity we're trying to bring you real lessons and solid insights you know yeah and oh i struggle with denial is that really that is a helpful insight because like, most the fact people that I denied that so hard yeah. made me realize all the other times I have been a victim of denial in my life. So it, that's been insight for me. I got from this suffering. And most people want to share insights of their highlights. Yeah. The most people want to share insights of, Hey, I did something. This is a good lesson because look how successful I am. But here we are talking about lessons from something that is painful. And at some point, a little like embarrassing, you know? Yeah. If you think about it, like it, it, it sounds like part of like a, a movie or a comedy or something like that, but it is real. And sometimes people just don't want to share about delicate things. And I really appreciate you having uh, the opportunity here, Rich, of sharing this to our listeners. I really appreciate you, bro. You know that we're yeah. not trying to boost audience. We're not trying to uh, like make f- people feel bad for you. We're just trying to see what can we draw from this. But feel bad for me. Oh, that too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That too. That too. Um, Dude, man. So I was, as you're talking, I shook my head a little bit. Yeah. And that's something I do when I'm blown away by something. Yeah. Like when a preacher is preaching and they're just, some people go like, hey man, I just shake my head. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. That's like, you know, when someone, when I see something phenomenal in sports or accomplishments, stuff like that, like I you, shake my you head. You shake your hand and that's no. I shake my head and just like, <laughs> I cannot believe what I'm seeing. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Like that's just yeah. filthy. That's nasty. Like I eat like the most delicious food. I'll just shake my head. And I was thinking, I got some, I have a head shake worthy comment mm-hmm. to share on the insights from this negative experience, piggybacking what you said, because you talked yes. about how we, in this society, we love highlights. I recently got on Reddit. We love upvotes. We like best known stuff. Are you in Reddit now? Yeah. Bro. Comic books got me into Reddit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to, to Ryan and Tony on Absurdity. And by the way, in this experience, like I've had to, three times a day, I have to stop and take my new skin and rub lotion in to keep it moisturized and like rub, like really like do it hard. Like it's part of the therapy for my PT and do that three times a day. And so I have to stop and take off the compression sleeves that are all over the burns and exhale and do that. And I've I've been listening to podcasts and that's been helping. So listen Mm -hmm. to them. And anyway, Tony talked about being on Adventism Reddit. Oh, yeah. And there's one that is ex-Adventist. That one's actually cool. I saw that yeah, too. And I was cool. like, dude. So, like, I, I joined that. So, I got into Reddit. I joined Again, to do that. I didn't join the X one. Um, I joined the X one. Like, you can follow it. It doesn't mean that you support it. I and actually, I gain more insight. I can actually get more insight about people that say about uh, ex-Adventists, why they leave the faith. Well, it can different be story. Different I story. I feel like I'm on bad news overload right I'm now glad, for I'm, my job. So I'm glad that you are in Reddit now, but I'm not going to ask follow, you. I follow. There's a Reddit for the comic books I, sub, I subscribe right. to. There's like, subreddits for everything, man. Yes. So I've been and, doing that. That's amazing. How did we get here? What What did I discover on Reddit? What were we talking about? Backtracking a little bit, huh? 
what we talk about. Why are we, why are we, why did I get to Reddit? <laughs> I don't know. Get to Reddit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to ask you to delete I want highlights. I want highlights and, and lows and then you yeah, say yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upvotes. 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 So if you don't so, know uh, about Reddit, the so, upvotes is the, the okay. it's kind of like the hearts uh, or the yeah, likes. Yeah, it's equivalent of likes yeah, or yeah. hearts from Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Like we're, we're used to the highlight stuff, but really, and it's become almost cliche that it's the challenges and trials that make and define who we are. And like, that's been so cliche that I've up until this morning, when I read some deeply insightful stuff, did I connect it to my experience in a really positive way? And I just, this morning I saw Jesus in worship in a powerful way. So you were talking, I was shaking my head because I'm thinking about that. It's going to come. But before we do that, I want to complain a little bit. Ooh. Uh, cause I'll be honest guys. Um, when I was hurt and suffering, there were times when people were trying to help or thought they're being helpful and it just seriously was not helpful for me. It seriously wasn't. How and, so? G give some examples without shaming someone. Oh yeah. No direct shame. Uh, someone texted me that they're very, they, they were so sad to hear about what happened. It was a work person. And the work person said, um, they basically demanded regular updates at least every day from me. From you. So literally I had nearly burnt off my face in my body. Yeah. I'm on all sorts of painkillers. At that point, so Tuesday at noon is when this happened. I hadn't eaten anything yet. They didn't feed me anything in the hospital so that I can get operated on immediately. So all Tuesday, I ate nothing. And I need, and then the operation happened on Wednesday at 6.30, dude. Hmm. So that entire time, I hadn't eaten anything. So I'm starving. I'm on drugs. I can barely sleep. I'm uncomfortable. And this guy wants me to... What? Keep him updated. and um, That's what we usually say when someone's uh, going through a difficult time. Hey, keep me updated. Because yes. for the other side, it's like, hey, keep me updated because I care about you. But sometimes it didn't, it didn't, you didn't and feel that way. that's my relationship with the person too. Okay, okay. That it's like. But, but what about if I say that to you? I didn't say that to you. honestly, in hindsight, that person probably was going to talk to me about work. Okay, well. Because I figured out why they were potentially, and I was like. That was a good decision not to just... So what I did was I turned to my wife and said, baby, can you let the elder know to let everyone know that update all updates will come through him, only from you? Okay. And that elder is someone that we trust very, very much. They re He respects our boundaries. And uh, well, elders generally do that. It's good to have and people so that... that's what we did. So I wasn't... Because I'm a pastor. Yeah. So people are like, oh, pastor. And it's like, guys, like, I'm hurting. like. I need, I know I come to you when you're hurt, but if everyone comes to me, I have 80 people coming to me. <laughs> and there were people that were, that uh, mentor me. There were conference officials, people like that. And they called and expected my wife to pick up. And that was very respectful. That was, so it's hard. I think it was hard as a pastor having people that I serve. Yeah. Uh, 
but not they weren't expecting me to serve them but they're i think they're they're used to that but still bro i think it, it's really hard to draw like a line a boundary sometimes for me it was even awkward because i'm close to you you're my body you're my brother yeah and i didn't even know what to say when someone's yeah. in pain like the title is when it happens to you like when it happens to you mm -hmm. as a person it didn't happen to me that burnt situation didn't happen to me i feel bad about it i I wanted you to recover quickly, but I'm the kind of person that, man, when there's a funeral and I'm in a church mm. and I'm uh, leading or visiting the, the the family that lost their beloved one, I don't know what to say sometimes. And and but I've I've heard so many people trying to say many things that I I don't know, bro. But I I hope that whatever I say to you that I don't remember would have would have not have a bad effect on the relationship that I have in you with you yeah. but sometimes i feel that silence and just being there for the person it's more than saying words and especially if the person is going through pain because you interpreted that uh those words not in a good way no and i i didn't want to talk to that person and i didn't like the idea that they were i felt demanded of yeah um and that's what we have to be careful with what we say right because right now even right now two weeks or three weeks later you still remember that moment oh yeah and and i'll be honest man i was drugged out like there's lots of stuff i don't remember hmm. i remember that but you remember that crystal clear um so yeah uh, for example i don't remember if you called or not i i didn't I think you may have whatever you did i, I didn't we didn't talk really till no, after no, when you called me, we talked. Because I needed like two weeks where I just, and especially when I was still on drugs, yeah. I just needed to rest and be in pain and yeah. focus on that. And I appreciate all concern from the outside world. When I, I was at Augusta, yeah. the local Seventh-day Adventist pastor came to visit me mm -hmm. and my wife, and I was under in operation when he came. Mm -hmm. So he spoke with my wife and it was great. I would have been happy to see him. Um, I had, there's, and that's the thing. With me, I wanted to be left alone, but there were certain people it was good with. But anyway. And you just mentioned about things that didn't... Oops, that was my phone, guys. <laughs> that was your phone. Um, you just mentioned things that didn't help. But yeah. how about things that help? What, what do you think like a person in pain uh, seeks the most or it's helpful for, for them? So here's my disclaimer. I think... Every person goes through pain differently and every person is going to be looking for different things. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. So your, I think your gut reaction and giving empathy is either you're going to do what you've been trained is normal or you're going to do what you would like done to you. Yeah. But I think it's very important to recognize that what that person is looking for may not necessarily be what you're used to or what you would like. My, uh, when I first came, maybe a few months in, I had an elder who had a thing go on medically. And I asked, when can I come visit? He's like, no, 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 no visits, please. No visits. I, I just want to be, I'm like, okay, I love you, man. I care for you. And I just texted him a little after a part way. Hey, I'm thinking about you today. Hope you're doing well, praying for you. Mm -hmm. And that was exactly what he needed. Mm -hmm. And other people, boom, boom, I'm in the hospital for you. I try and figure out, do you want me here? Yeah, I'm going to throw a question to you hours. there. But for me, so yeah, I'd say try and figure out, try and ask directly what'd be helpful. Try and be indirect and not confrontive. 
if they're not looking for much help. Yeah. Having knowing that person is going to help you know what they need. Um, there were people who knew who could help me physically uh, with recovery and comfort that were very helpful. Mm-hmm. A last thing that is not helpful: advice on how I could have avoided the incident. Oh my! I I got a lot of that, and hey, if you did that, no shame on you. Okay, no shame on you. Um, and in fact, I'm sorry for the tenth person who told me I should do a lion with kerosene. I'm sorry. I told you you're the 10th person that wasn't, mm-hmm. that wasn't called for. Like well, I, I did it. I said, you're, you're the 10th person to say that. And, and, and he, I, he immediately was filled with like, Oh, I'm the worst person. I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm the worst person. I should have done that to you, but, but, but still. advice on how to avoid it. I don't want that. Yeah. It's become cliche to say, don't give advice, just give comfort. Advice from I'm, the right person I'm, I'm at really the right bad time. At that, Rich. I'll, I'll, I'll confess. That's why I prefer not to say nothing. I always say, I always try to give advice. Like, yeah. this week I had that interaction, something like that with my wife. And I realized some people sometimes don't need advice. They just need people to be there for them. And, and that's the, that's the way you say empathy, you know, is it's key there. It's part of also having a good emotional intelligence, you know, and, if you know how other person feels, that also depends on how the other person feels that they need to deal with this situation as you were sharing, you know. Some people need time alone, some people need time with people. But here's the question though. How do you know that what you feel you need is actually what you need? Huh. Because uh, sometimes I feel that I want to be alone, but that's actually because I'm just trying to find an excuse to avoid things. Hmm. It's rough, know. right? I'm, it, is, I'm, it is rough. But that, that is not a question for the person that approaches a person that is in pain. That's a question for the person that is in pain. It, is. Per, it, it, it doesn't mean that all my work people should come and I have to do 24-7 yeah. work visitation oh, and no. take oh, no. drink coffee, which I don't drink to stay awake. Oh, no. I... If I'm medicated and just had a major, major injury, you should leave me the mess alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that's, that's kind of a fact. However, you do raise a very good philosophical question. It's philosophical. It's just for reflection. It's a reflection question. Yes. Not a... Yeah. So, I'll be honest, man. Like, in this time... Here, there is, there was a, I've gotten a lot of comments on Facebook after, after I was feeling better, after I was all right, I posted about the incident on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I did a post with no pictures, just explaining what happened and several picture posts. And there was a post that hit me right between the eyes, man. And it ties well with the, the moment of worship I had with God today. My good friend, David Scow. This guy's incredible. He's done lots of amazing work around the world. He's an incredible Christian. And my friend David, um, we knew each other at Southern. He was getting his master's at Southern at that time. And we're very close. He's, I consider him a mentor in a lot of ways. I love that guy. And he said his, his post was like a sentence or less. And it said more to me than anyone else there could have said. He said, I did the same thing. 
mm. and had the same injury. Mm. And I wonder if it wasn't David, if it'd be different. But I am a thousandfold convinced of David's sincerity, of his love for me, mm. his compassion for me. And to hear that, I was sad to hear that, what was that, what was that word, that word? I shot a Freud. You're, we'll have to put it in the show notes to spell it. Yeah. It's a German word, but I was glad at his suffering. But, but that, word, that word usually has a negative connotation. Here's why. So probably you can see like, oh, I feel like him. Because that, that, I knew David knew exactly what I felt. Exactly. Shame exactly. Exactly. And the pain. Exactly. And I said, hallelujah. And then today, my worship was the same thing. I was reading, um, I've been reading the Sermon on the Mount. I was reading through Matthew, and I kind of slowed down and I'm reading from a commentary on oh, that book. Always a beautiful reading. Called uh, Thoughts from the Mount of Blessing, mm-hmm. written by one of, the, one of the founders of our denomination, the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Her name mm-hmm. is Ellen White. Incredible author. So she hit a home run. And when I'm reading through this, the sections are done, and it'll list one of Jesus' words. And so commenting on Matthew 5, 4, which said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And she goes on and talks about God and suffering. It's profound stuff. It's found on page 10 through 12 of that book. And I recommend anyone here to read it. And in it, there's a lot of stuff that she, in context, is powerful, but is taken out of context by people. Mm -hmm. The kind of theology that says, God chose your suffering to help you. God chose your suffering to refine you, mm-hmm. right? And when people say that to me as I'm in the hospital, burns all over my body, I'm like, Not the right context. Thanks for caring, jerk. Yeah. But after all saying all this and in proper context, and when Sister White does it, we call her Sister White being part of the church because her writings are so dear to us and she's been so helpful in explaining the Bible and in bringing to light the truths that we found in the Bible with the heart of Jesus. So that's why I call her that. Yeah. Here's the point. She gets down to this insight about Jesus. Here's what she said. Jesus was the man of sorrows. Ooh. Enduring heart anguish, such as no language can portray. His spirit was torn. My skin was torn. His spirit was torn and bruised by the transgressions of mm. men, by the transgressions of Rich, by the transgressions mm. of Reuben. He toiled with self-consuming zeal to relieve the wants and woes of humanity. And his heart was heavy with sorrow as he saw multitudes refuse to come to him that they may ha- might have life. All who are followers of Christ will share in this experience. As they partake of his love, they will enter into his travail for the saving of the lost. They share in the sufferings of Christ, and they will share also in the glory that shall be revealed. One with him in his work, drinking with him the cup of sorrow. They are partakers also of his joy. And again, this is all, this is all built on, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted so i mourn i'm i'm physically this has been a mourning process that started with that denial and i've been accepting it every day i look at what my skin looks like i look at what my life's gonna look like in recovery and it could have been a lot worse folks Mm -hmm. it could have been a lot worse there's burns over the joints in my arm and hand i have to move them to be well but i went to one of the best burn centers in the 
country, I'm going to be okay, more likely than not, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm a pastor. I'm not a day laborer. I'm, I'm not a mechanic. Um, I'm not going to lose my livelihood over this physical injury. Mm-hmm. But Jesus literally gave everything, not out of mistake, but out of choice, bearing all the human suffering so that I can have joy. And so Jesus looks at me in my suffering and says, you're blessed, Rich. It's kind of like the comment of your friend. I, I know that pain. Yeah. Jesus yeah. knows exactly what I feel worse. So, and, and that's comforting to know, you know, like if you're going through pain, he says, I know what that's you're going thing. through. David didn't say, I know your pain, I don't think. He just said... Or, or I've been through that. Or something he just like that. said, I did, oh, the, did same. the same thing. There is okay. no fanciful language. Okay. okay, okay. And David, I think he can be especially articulate, but in my experience and memory of him, he doesn't really need to be. His articulate, is, his articulate nature is really found in just minimalism. He just says a thing, and it's profound because of how true and sincere he is. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. It's the pure fact that he knows what I've been through. Yeah. And Jesus knows what I've been through. He's there with me as my, as my older brother and my savior. So, mm-hmm. you know, That's whatever it. suffering we're going through in this world, because suffering is a deep philosophical issue, yeah. whether you believe in God or not. And it's a big theology issue if you believe in God. How can God let this happen? And how or why? I don't know. I think today, I think then I made a dumb mistake. That's why I'm burnt. But guess what? In my suffering, whether it's my choice or someone else's fault or the universe's fault or whatever it is, Jesus Christ, the incarnate God himself, knows exactly how I feel and can make it infinitely better. Yes. That's a now beautiful. And later. That's that's a beautiful uh, moment of clarity. That's Rich. my moment of clarity. In, in your in your case, it's I suffer through this painful moment because mm-hmm. of a burn. But you guys that are listening, you can feel the blank that Rich had, like the pain that he had. Mm-hmm. But the result is the same. Mm-hmm. Jesus is there for you. He's able, and he's been there, and he'll take care of you. That's a beautiful. Beautiful way to finish it, this episode. For sure, we're not finishing with your journey, uh, Rich, because the pain's still there at some point. Uh, the scars will show at some point. And you will remember about those uh, things. And it's a mental struggle of feeling, oh, why did I do it? Or Because I've, been, I've, I've done many stupid things in my life. And every, now, every time that I look back and it's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I did this. Um, Sometimes it's just a struggle with our, within ourselves, but that's a beautiful way to end it, knowing that pain, unfortunately, is something present in this world, but thankfully, it doesn't end there. Amen. Yeah. Want to do, uh, want to say something about this so we can close this episode? Well, I would say that um, we, we miss you guys. Yeah. And I'd love to get tweeted at at clarity underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find us at fb.com forward slash clarity podcast. I, I think it's probably a 50 50 whether or not we're going to put the gory pictures on there. You can find me at Richard Mascaloni. That's my name. Yeah. It's spelled uh, probably in the show notes, and you can at least find it on Facebook. Either yeah. way, when you're listening, look at the show notes. It might be there. We'll yeah. see. We'll try to put it there. 
Um, please rate, review, and share on your favorite podcaster and social media outlet. We're about to do some changes so that we can get on TuneIn and Spotify. Yes. Look forward to those. And I'm thinking of doing something so that we can have a more active community on Facebook together. Make me maybe yeah. make a group that we can comment and do feedback on. But we've been, I've been personally uh, getting some feedback from you guys. Uh, where yeah, I know. Uh, I've, I've been hearing about uh, good things, but also we'd like to hear about things that we can improve. For sure, there's always room for improvement, but we really appreciate you. Thanks for giving us an opportunity of being part of your life for this episode. Please stay tuned for more, uh, hopefully once a month at least, for through this process. Um, I'm Ruben. And I'm Rich. And this was Clarity. Clarity.